What up, wankers? Oh. This is Andy. Yeah, yeah. This is the new... It's Games Master Revisited, so we're doing a different intro. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wish you'd given me some sort of preparation for that. I was not ready. No, I wanted to surprise you. You did? <laughs> well, last week's big theme was the abundance of wank jokes. Ah. So, you know, I've decided to make it part of our thing. <laughs> as long as you're insulting our audience, that's all that matters. No, I'm not insulting. I feel like anybody who's got this far should know by now. <laughs> Someone shouldn't be listening to this as their first episode, at the very least. Yeah, it's their fault. Anyway, like, we've been babbling for a bit, but let's introduce ourselves. Um, this is Andy, your host for Games Mastery Visited, and I am joined once again by Chip. Hello. And this is our second episode of Games Mastery Visited. Our fortnightly look back at the classic Channel 4 series Games Master. Uh, yep, fortnightly, we did decide on a schedule this time. There's so many episodes of the show, like, more than I initially remembered. And when I looked at the Wikipedia, I was like, shit, if we just do this once a month, my son's going to be in school by the time we're done with this. So <laughs> I can't be doing that. And we'll be dead. Probably. This week, we are looking at Series 1, Episode 2, which originally aired on the 14th of January, 1992. But before we do get started, I'm going to offer a few corrections from our last episode. Uh -oh. uh, number one, I described Sir Patrick Moore as a popular astronomer, when I should have clarified that he was strictly an amateur astronomer, like a <laughs> hobbyist who got famous doing it. I, and I respect that, because... As someone pretending to be a podcaster for fun, it's you know it's nice to know that it's going to really piss off like the professional astronomers who spent years of their lives trapped in education and accumulating massive amounts of debt. I don't care. He was the games master. He's way better than any of them. Yeah, he become he became famous doing astronomy, and then he became games master. Yeah, like, it's just levels to that guy. Way more popular than any other astronomer. I think I think you should correct your correction. But he he was he was technically an amateur astronomer. Mm. I, I can't I can't say he wasn't anything other than that. But he, he stuck it to the university wankers, so, you know, <laughs> good on him. And number two, Chip said Dominic Diamond would be the Mark Orange of a boy band. And as I realised during editing, he was conflating Mark Owen and Jason Orange. I assume you meant Jason Orange, right? Because he's kind of the... There. No, no, I meant Mark Orange. You meant Mark Orange? Yeah. Who's Mark Orange? I don't know, but that's who I meant. Okay, well, I, I, we will... I'm rallying against all of these. <laughs> I'm going to Google Mark Orange, and next week I will come back. Please do. Well, not next week. You know what I mean. Fucking hell. Fortnightly. <laughs> so you can correct this that next week. It's starting well. Yeah. Whenever we record, I will have information <laughs> on who Mark Orange is. I will correct my correction, I guess. So, and also, one more thing. Last God. time, uh, during the consultation section, Chip mentioned that you saw a butt plug. Yeah. Rather than go back and watch that episode and find the butt plug, I thought it'd be more fun for me to watch this episode and see if I could spot the butt plug at any point during any of the Games Master segments. So, this week we are officially on butt plug watch. <laughs> that's me every week. <laughs> that, that's the official theme for this week, butt plug watch. <laughs> I bet Caroline can hear me saying that. <laughs> so, yeah. so without all that stuff out of the way, let's get started with the show. So um, Dom wastes zero time here and he, he drops a joke about Boy Scouts that I didn't pick up anything sexual on this, thankfully, but maybe you did. It, just, it, it did sound weird, though, for uh. him to bring that up and have no rude joke because last week... 
for some reason, he was just constantly making wanking jokes <laughs> and jokes about erections. So it felt like a weird missed opportunity not to make a joke about Boy Scouts pitching tents or something like that. I don't know. I was worried, I'm not going to lie, because it takes him a while, this episode, to actually get to any sort of cock or wanking joke. Um, it does, yeah. Yeah, I actually have a note that says, wait, no cock jokes, Dominic, are you okay? I had, a f- I, had I worried that he got some notes from producers. Yeah, like tone it down, said, Dominic. Can you, can you tone down the wanking? <laughs> <laughs> but I think he was just um, enticing us. He's like, oh, they're going to be expecting it from the start. So I'll, ju- I'll just, you know, I'll let them wait and then I'll break out the wanking jokes. Building anticipation. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Edging, I guess they call it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. So the first challenge is up within, like, I think it's one minute and four seconds into the episode, so we're wasting no time this week. No, no. I really like how none of the production values have improved either. Like, from the the opening, it's just like, it wasn't like the previous week was a pilot or anything like that. They've just done the series, and nothing has changed. It's still echoey and misty and just, yeah, a bit uh, ramshackle. The challenge this week, they had Mario last week. That was his moment in the sun. Now this week, it's Sonic the Hedgehog's Yay. turn. Yep, we're both big fans of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. Uh, the challenge is kind of similar to the Mario 3 challenge last week. The challenge has two minutes to collect 150 rings on Green Hill Zone Stage 2. I like that, that it's uh, kind of mirrored to the... Because like you said, it's very similar to the challenge from last week, the Mario. So I like yeah. that the two biggest video game stars at the time have kind of a very similar... Thing, a thing going on, like it's quite a nice mirror there. And I also really enjoyed how Patrick Moore referred to Sonic the Hedgehog as an endearing young fellow. Again, I don't know if Sir Patrick Moore knows what Sonic the Hedgehog is. It if anyone know. showed him a picture of him, <laughs> it's, just, it's just assumed he likes to run around. Oh, he must be a young one then. Okay. <laughs> so, and if you lose the rings, apparently the challenge will be over. So that we've all played Sonic the Hedgehog, we know how very easy it is to take a hit and lose your rings. It's frustratingly common. So this. <laughs> It's a hell of a challenge, to be honest. And I will add, for our first butt plug watch, I did not see a butt plug at this point. Don't worry, it's coming. It's coming, don't worry. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there, mm-hmm. maybe. So um, Alex from Stanmore, who's the first contender, he asked personally for the challenge to be raised to 160 rings. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, calm down, Alex. He, he shows up with all this bravado, all confident, and he's like, yeah, no, I don't want 150. I want 160. It's calm, down, calm down, mate. Calm down. And they pointed out that there's only a 163 rings in total on that level. So the fucking the brass balls on this kid, <laughs> like, or the brass rings, <laughs> he's just very confident. Like, is the, I think he's the most confident challenger we've had so far. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. I want my awkward like uh, preteens on there just being so nervous about a wanky joke yeah. that's coming up and failing on national TV. The big nervous energy thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's more. That's more my thing. So like, I I can relate to that. I can't relate to someone this confident in no, their abilities at anything. I've never been this sure about anything in my entire life. Let alone try and make it harder for myself. Dominic, he he did resist making an erection joke here. Again, I was surprised. He just he just seemed kind of impressed by this kid's like guts. Yeah. So he he just didn't want to kind of undermine <laughs> him before this challenge started. I guess. The thing is, like Alex was so confident that he probably had a hard on already, and I like Dominic just didn't want to, you know draw attention to it we're already on the erections a lot this week oh yeah so yeah uh, sega powers neil west was on commentary and he did he pointed out how difficult this challenge is reminding us that there are only 163 rings on the whole level and how how many hazards there are basically on a green hill zone stage two yeah there was a a lot of the commentary for this challenge there was a lot of describing about all the things that is in sonic 
And it, it was weird for me because obviously uh, at the time Sonic's fairly new, like been around a year or two maybe. It, it just felt like how you'd explain it to your grandpa, you know, and he comes in and he's like, oh, you're winning, son. And then you explain all the Sonic <laughs> things. It, it was just like, yeah, I know this. I know what that does. I know about the rings and stuff. It, it was weird. It was weird for me. Yeah, it's hard to look at now because like Sonic is just, he's just a part of culture now. Yeah. We, we know him inside inside and out jesus i don't know why that sounds weird but we we know him inside and out basically like all the tricks of the games and stuff so but yeah. he's an endearing young fellow in, we know this yeah it's interesting to look at a time where he was a new commodity and mm. like they had to kind of emphasize the things that made him different from mario whereas now we know of the big differences so um he's doing pretty well he finds a secret room and collects a false shield which you know that does does him some big favors and he finds an extra life but as we all know from the mario challenger last week <laughs> that's fucking useless <laughs> he was doing really good like i was very impressed by his nerve and like with 35 seconds to go he had 14 rings left to get and i was getting nervous at this point because it's it's a lot of rings to collect like you basically need to get nearly a perfect score to do this yeah and it was the time was ticking down and it was just i was i think i was more nervous about this than the mario challenge last time oh really that's interesting the confidence was there but i, I felt the challenge was so big and the time was so precious like it's so easy to get hurt in a sonic game yeah. compared to a mario yeah. game it's like everything can hurt you in sonic and i was just kind of oh god even <laughs> though the kid was a bit obviously a bit cocky and sometimes you like to see people humbled i was kind of, I was still rooting for him a little bit he put me at ease i must say because he was so confident and i, I still enjoyed the challenge and i was still quite tense and you know was in involved but he just he just reassured me as soon as he sat down i was like i felt like alex is gonna do this and he did to be fair yeah he did with uh 23 seconds to go the the son of a bitch did it <laughs> like fair play alex yeah i was relieved at this point like oh, last week everyone passed their challenges and i just don't want to see somebody fail like at this point i don't want to see the first person fail because that's the last thing anybody wants to carry with them oh yeah the first person doesn't get the golden joystick yeah and he did get the golden joystick. He it did. came out. He and did. Obviously, Dominic, he managed to let the moment pass without making a wanking joke to the kid's face. <laughs> but then he turns to the camera and says, while Alex gets to grips with his humongous possession, yep. we were so close. <laughs> but at least he didn't do it to the kid's face. He did. Yeah, he waited you know, till he, he went. Did. Again, because he was so confident, you know, he was afraid yeah. of Alex, I think. Yeah, Alex was just exuding such confidence that there'd be no way to undermine him. So there's no point trying it. No, he he strikes me as that sort of guy that would play Guitar Hero with like a mouldy banana and do really well at it, you know? And his golden joystick on the mantelpiece his <laughs> mansion. That, you know, he's a professional gamer. <laughs> I don't know, we're just imagining this life for Alex. I just hope he's doing okay. Oh, I'm sure that's, he is. I reckon he's done very well in life. I should hope so. With a confidence like that, he's probably like blagged his way into many jobs. <laughs> or he died of a drug overdose, either one. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from, you know, children dying of drugs... Uh, there it's it a was wanking. a review section. Oh, sorry, I thought we were going back to the wanking, that's fine. No, let's move swiftly on from the wanking for a while. So, so it was the review section, and this week it was on the theme of beat-em-ups. And Dominic, he mentions you unsheathing your weapon. <laughs> and we all know what he bloody means here. So, so the first review was uh, First Samurai on the Amiga. Dave McCandless of Zero Mag. Yep. He makes a fairly benignly racist remark, I would say. There was a point where he said good game in the most disturbing way possible. He says like he says the thing about it being like a Chinese takeaway and try to like explain why he thinks it's like a Chinese <laughs> takeaway. And then he just says it's a really good game or something <laughs> like that. It's like, there was like a pause either before good or before game. Like he was just 
gritting his teeth to like talk about the game itself. Whereas uh, Frank O'Connor of Computer and Video Games magazine, he praised the graphics and sound. And then regular gamer Matt Glue, he thought it deserved two thumbs up. He loved it. And the game got a 90% total, which was pretty impressive. I think that might be our second 90 plus thing so far. Yeah, they did well. Yeah, it, I've, I've never heard of this game. Me but, either. You know, Not familiar with it at all. I'm a bit like vague on Amiga stuff, but I do know some things, but... I do remember Pit Fighter, which was the next game up for review, and that was on the Amiga. I did have to Google briefly to make sure that one of the guys in the game wasn't Ken Shamrock. <laughs> uh, I thought it might have been. It looked so much like Ken Shamrock of uh, WWF fame, but it wasn't him. That's a shame. More games need Ken Shamrock. We could have had an entire section just talking about Ken Shamrock. Oh, that would have been fun. That would have been amazing. It would have been a lot better than talking about Dave McCandless. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's less a beat him up and more a kick the living crap out of everybody <laughs> I'm up. It's just... I'll get back to Dave in a second. Let's move to Frank. Oh, okay, yeah, fine. Fr- Frank says it's boring and repetitive with a limited moveset and the computer tends to decide what you're doing anyway. Fair enough. Matt says there's no challenge to the combat system. You just kind of mash the fire button and move your joystick about and it gives the same result whatever you're doing. So Matt, just a regular kid, he and not a professional journalist, he provided better analysis for this game than Dave McCandless, a you know, a professional video game critic who works for a big publication. He seemed more interested in sounding witty than being useful. <laughs> and there, there are a lot of writers like that that you come across, and they're all fucking annoying. <laughs> that, uh, so yeah, uh, Pit Fighter got a 59%, which, you know, fair enough for what, what they were saying about it. And finally, we had Double Dragon 2 on the Game Boy. Yeah. And Dave, fucking Dave. Uh, sorry, Dave, but I, I'm sure you're a very nice person in real life. But He's you not. just He's not. <laughs> Uh, Dave says it was cute, safe, nice, cool. Like he was begrudgingly having to say something about this game. Whereas Frank said it's a simple bit of fun, but, you know, that's all there was to it. And the game got like a 70% total. And I get it, I get why these were so short. Sometimes reviews just can't really justify a proper length. Like sometimes you just have to say what you need to say and move on. I've done it plenty of times in my yeah, writing. Yeah. But... Dave, he just couldn't be fucking asked the entire section. Just, it was just an absolute waste of time for me. I thought he was just bring back Radeon. He might waffle on a bit. I have he that same note. Knew what he yes. was talking about. Where's Radeon? Where is he? I missed Radeon this oh, week. Like, me too. Big time. Yeah, we got. Couldn't be asked, Dave McCandless. Cold, <laughs> indifferent, Dave. So anyway, uh, next up was the hardware feature. I immediately feared the worst after last week's bullshit with the hipsters ruining Game Boys. (laughs) Dominic wonders uh, whether these gadgets will take you from a limp joystick fiddler into a gargantuan games player. He sure did. I had a note that was like, how has Dominic not made a hardware joke yet? And then immediately he said that. Immediately says it. He's not letting us down. He's making up for lost time, I feel. (laughs) Yes, so to speak. (laughs) I I, I put in my note workout wanking joke here, but I didn't do it, so... I'll just say that. Pretend (laughs) I said a good wanking joke. I mean, Dominic's taken them all anyway, so... Yeah, I can't can't beat the master, so there's no point. Anyway, first up was the Power Glove. I remember the Power Glove from um, the movie The Wizard, I think it was. The the movie was basically just a big advertisement for Nintendo. (laughs) It starred Fred Savage. So the guy they asked to test out the hardware was playing Top Gun. The Power Glove's just fucking garbage. Yeah, it didn't look good at all. Absolute shite it is. The guy, he's trying to make the most of it, but he says it's good, but it, it doesn't look like it's doing what he wants it to do. The Power Glove just never makes these games better. I've tried a Power Glove before as a kid, and 
it's just it's just this is rubbish it's like <laughs> nintendo have had this thing where they've always been trying to get motion control going and even with the wii like arguably their most successful attempt at it it was still shit <laughs> the power glove is like the syphilitic ancestor of the wii and it's just so bad like the guy said it's like you said it's like being like makes you feel like you're more in the game but i don't recall any fighter pilots like piloting their jets by like waggling their arm around <laughs> in a very suggestive way i might add oh yeah and then he said you can build up a sweat doing it I said, i'm sure you can mate <laughs> yeah i i never used it and he was trying to play top gun with it and i was like i can't imagine a worst game if it was a beat-em-up and you could use it to punch and stuff like that i could see how that would kind of translate but this, yeah, it just seemed really weird. Yeah, it's like, it'd be like he might as well be playing like Mario Brothers or Duck Hunt, like where it just <laughs> wouldn't work at all. But at least Duck Hunt, you could do like a finger gun. I, and I don't think the power gloves that advanced. You just waggle your arm about. That's about it. <laughs> Next was the Quick Joy foot pedal. There was a different lad reviewing this. Uh, he reckons it would be good for racing games and maybe fighting games if you can kick. But he said not puzzle games. You know, I, I'm not a gambling man, but I reckon they didn't design the foot pedal with the intention of it working with every game in existence. I think it's okay that it doesn't work with puzzle games. It prob- it's probably okay it doesn't work with fighting games either. Like Kicking it sounds like a bad idea. I could see a lot of damage being done by someone being really enthusiastic and just stomping the shit out of it. Yeah, getting really into Street Fighter or something. Yeah. Just smashing it to pieces. <laughs> like, fuck. So yeah, I think basically the appeal for the quick dry foot pedal is probably racing games. I, I would never buy it, but... It has a purpose, unlike the power glove. <laughs> Finally, it was the Sega Action Chair. What yeah. was this? I'm trying to say the, way up the name, but I start laughing. <laughs> the Sega Action Chair. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like some sort of reject from a 1940s sci-fi film with a really low budget. They, they would just like build like a cardboard spaceship around him and like, <laughs> yeah. there we go. We're going to fight the Cylons or something. It looks so uncomfortable sat in it. Oh, dear. (laughs) It doesn't even look like it's doing what it's supposed to do. The kid's just flailing around in this chair, and I don't know if it's corresponding to any of the stuff he's doing in the game. I have no idea. It just looks like he's going to make himself sick. (laughs) It can't be responsive, that massive fucking thing, surely. No way. (laughs) I'd never seen it before either. Like This is my intro to the Sega action chair. And I'm not surprised because they must have just buried that as soon as it came out. Yeah, that's in a landfill somewhere. I've <laughs> <laughs> got a big landfill, Jesus. I actually looked up because I saw the price was um, £99.99 pence, mm-hmm. and adjusted for inflation, that would cost £244.56 <laughs> pence for, a, for a fucking wobbly chair, basically. <laughs> Absolutely insane. I, I, I do wonder if anyone ever bought this like maybe one person out there owns it oh if anyone listening does please get in touch and tell us about it or lend it to us or something like i need to i need to know i have questions yeah i have many questions i want to know i want to know your experiences like do you, you feel like your parents, into your parents it? money yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel like your parents are probably furious that like you played it once on christmas day and they just sat on a pile of scrap metal in the shed or something <laughs> What a what a weird fucking section that was. So weird. It still wasn't as bad as like the Game Boy section last time. No, but I'm really curious because I think essentially we've had two misses with these sections because we had the horrible gaming hipsters with their Game Boys and then we had the Sega action chair and the power glove. So what else is going to appear? I'm really excited to see where this is going to go because 
how many, how much successful hardware for gaming was there back then outside of you know consoles and arcades and stuff i i could easily see them giving up on this idea <laughs> very quickly because they're just going to start repeating themselves like so yeah. here's more foot pedals oh, <laughs> taking action chairs back because no one bought it we put a new hat on it so at the very least this i mean none of the gadgets in this were any particularly any good or particularly any more useful than a game boy covered in doll's heads but <laughs> i can at least see the effort being made to appeal to like the average kid in this section yeah a kid seeing that might think i want that like that sounds cool whereas watching last week they're saying i don't want to do that to my game boy <laughs> so at the very least i could see some improvements this week even if everything was a bit of a fucking write-off <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair so next up we had the celebrity challenge and this was for a game called sonic blastman a blast man i don't know uh so patrick moore seems to have issues with like names where the man is kind of connected to the word <laughs> he, he treats it like a surname and i did think at first think he was just getting a bit confused and giving a sonic challenge again like, <laughs> and then and then i realized oh no this is an arcade game it's a game where you have to punch a pad and like the strength of your punch corresponds to like a score yeah we've all seen these in arcades right I've seen kids play them in arcades, big kids, when I was a small boy. I, 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 can't, I can't do that to myself. I'd be laughed at. So basically, it's uh, whoever gets the highest score wins. And the contender was British Sonic Blastman champion Paul Turner. And that's something I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. And he was up against uh, former British heavyweight boxing champion Gary Mason. And that's an interesting choice, putting like this, just a nerd, basically, up against a professional puncher. And not just a nerd but the sassiest nerd I have ever met. This yes. dude sasses a boxing champion because he's he won an arcade game where you hit something. Like, yeah, I, dude! It's, it wasn't, he didn't even waste time. Like, he didn't even wait until he'd won the challenge or something. He was <gasps> just talking shit right to the guys first. To a professional boxer! This, he could, this guy could mince his brain with one punch, but he's just talking <laughs> shit because he's good at a, the kind of arcade game nobody else would want to play other than him, he, basically. That's why he's the champion. Oh. Like, nobody plays these games. <laughs> but he describes himself as a rough, tough arcade street fighter. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! I feel like anybody that knew like, knew him in real life would be like, let's just pretend we don't oh know him. Oh, my God. Just... It was a bit embarrassing. Yeah. I felt embarrassed on his behalf, and I, I would never know him in life at all. No, Alex Paul, from on. earlier seems shy compared to Paul. Yes, there's there's a lot of confidence in this episode. I'm not <laughs> too sure how much. I feel about there's it. There's too much confidence. Too, there's too much. Just just wind it in. Come on. <laughs> you, just be a little bit humble, and then when you win, you can start bragging. But uh, So, yeah, I've never heard of Sonic Blast Man. Uh, you get a boxing glove, which is nice. They're not just going to make you break your hand on a pad. <laughs> So, and apparently you have to punch a, an asteroid or a meteorite to yeah. death. That's weird. Like yeah. None of that is suggested in the title of the game. <laughs> I guess it makes it more of a game as opposed to just a punch hard challenge. Yeah, it's called like punch hard or something. <laughs> Dominic would love that. Yeah, fist man. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so um, Paul Turner is up first. Paul gets a good first hit. I thought like, that was an impressive start, but he, he really biffed it on the second one. Even commentary were a little bit... I forgot to say, Tim Boone from Computer and Video Games was on commentary. And mm. uh, he was a bit, ooh, he made a mistake there. Hopefully you can pull it back. He he did on the third... He did a decent, a better attempt on the third hit. Yeah. But it wasn't enough to destroy the meteorite. And I will say, I thought the damage looked a little bit like a shrunken cock and balls to me. <laughs> 
Maybe the show's just broken my brain. I don't know. I was going to say you've been watching it for too long, but we're only on episode two. <laughs> we're only on episode two, and I've already fucking I've just seen deranged. cunts everywhere. <laughs> oh, it's done me in this. But yeah, that's what I saw. I just thought, that's a penis. It was like that gif. So yeah, I was just like, oh. I immediately wrote down, I'm just, I'm broken. I'm done. <laughs> There's no coming back from this. So, I, oh yeah, I also did note that um, there was no butt plugs during the Games Master section. <laughs> I got to come back to butt plug watch. So it was just a blue screen. It felt like maybe they forgot to add something there. I don't know. Forgot to add the butt plug. They, they forgot to add the butt plug. I feel like a butt plug is a perfect time for this challenge thing. <laughs> Sonic Blast Man butt plug. Maybe it was too much. Sonic Blast Man just sound like a sex toy a bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it absolutely does. Again, it could be the Games Master effect in our minds, but no, it does. It does a bit. Uh, if anyone listening at home that hasn't had to watch two episodes of Games Master <laughs> can confirm this, please let us know. I was really worried what you were going to ask our audience. Has eh? <laughs> <laughs> anyone got any sex ties? <laughs> oh, no, my God, no. that'll be the hardware feature next week. <laughs> that'll be our hardware feature, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, um, so let's, let's move on quickly. Quickly. Uh, Gary was up next. His first punch was a jab. Uh, Tim suggested that Gary might try some different punches because being a professional boxer, Gary knows how to punch. Yeah, a little bit. It was, it was a fine first effort. Um, he did a straight right for his second effort, which was, again, fine. He needed to do pull one out of the bag for the third punch to like beat Paul, but he got a total of... What was it? 119 tons or something, wasn't it? Something like that. Because oh, no. they had it all together, don't they, at the end? Yeah. Oh, did he get 119 tons on his third hit? Either way, like, um, it turned out Paul won by just one ton. Now, like, call me paranoid, but I'm just going to say you didn't see Gary's fist connect on the final punch. <laughs> Every other punch, you saw them hitting the pad. Whereas yeah. there was a really weird tight close-up on Gary punching for the third one. He's definitely holding back. Like, he did a jab at the start. A jab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, I can't decide whether this means he fucked up his third hit and they had to do some creative editing and reshoot to like make it a little closer, or just so he wasn't embarrassed that he got beat by Paul Turner, <laughs> or was it like, did he actually beat Paul, but they wanted to protect the gamer's reputation a little bit? I couldn't tell what it was, but like Dom's reaction to that third hit seemed really rehearsed as well, whereas Dom's usually yeah. quite natural like when he's talking. It all felt a bit weird to me, and I'm already getting paranoid and weird about this, but it I, felt I don't know weird why, but... to me that they didn't, you didn't see him punch the third one. It oh. just saw it like close of him disappearing off camera. Maybe what it was is maybe, you know, because uh, Paul's the arcade champion, maybe the mafia is involved and they got Gary to throw the fight. I mean, he is a boxer. And so they like, threatened to break his hand or something. Yeah, oh, that's it. That's it. That's definitely it. I think that's what it is. That's yeah. head cannon. We've so solved it. Boxing is a crooked spot in its essence, <laughs> so this makes sense. Even in video games, it's absolute, it's fixed bullshit. But like, and we're wrestling like, fans. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is more real than boxing. <laughs> yeah. I, but the the sass of Paul didn't end there. Like, clearly, Gary has thrown this this contest, and he, he goes up to him at the end. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'll give you a rematch any arcade, any day." It's the nerdiest thing I've ever heard anyone say. <laughs> Stop it, Paul. Shut the fuck up, Paul. If this was just in like a Weatherspoons or something, you'd get your head caved in. <laughs> like, Gary was a good sport, though. Like, maybe because he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, quite possibly. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not that important to him. He's a, a boxing world champ, a boxing champion. Like, and Paul Turner's a little Nerd. doofus who won, won an arcade game once. <laughs> Plus, the mafia have his kids, so, you know, it doesn't help either. I just don't know why Paul was so full of. Yeah. It just, he didn't even beat him by that much either. He had like one no. ton. Yeah. And he was getting so fucking Billy Big Bollocks about it. <laughs> like, 
just come on, Paul. You, you, like Alex, I rooted for him with his like you know bravado because yeah. you know, he was actually. But you know, Paul Turner can fuck off. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, an official one at pod statement. Interestingly, no wanking joke emerged for the joystick here. Uh, maybe he was too scared of upsetting Paul Turner and his fists of steel. <laughs> I don't know. It was a weird one, but like, well, Dominic's just choosing he, his moments. He does make an innuendo, though. He makes a sex joke here. Oh, did I miss this? Yeah, because he talks about going to have an Ali shuffle in the car park behind the building. Uh-huh. And I, I, my note is, what the fuck is that? Like, I know in real life what an Ali shuffle is, but how does that equate to a sex thing, which he clearly tried to make it sound like? So there was definitely yeah. something, but I don't think it really landed. Yeah, because, like, yeah, the Ali shuffle is obviously a move. Like by Muhammad Ali. Yeah, like it's his quick fit work and stuff. And shuffle. And uh, shuffle, I would say, maybe a hand job. Yeah, I guess because maybe hands, boxing, five shuffle. shuffle. Yeah, yeah. Um, showing so. him a shuffle. Or maybe he's wanking in front of him. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, round, meet me in the car park in five. And we'll, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It wasn't wasn't the best he's done a much he's done much better jokes. Like he, he's a funny <laughs> guy. He's a very clever fella. But that was a that one. Disappointing, I'd say, yeah, because I didn't even pick up on it. <laughs> when we <laughs> finish this, it was. when we finish this one on Games Master, we need to go back and uh, rank all of his wanking jokes and put them in a list. Yes, yeah. that is actually. I brought some things down to similar to that. Like all the wanking jokes in Games Master. Yes, there's, there's a lot of them. It will, it will be it'll be longer than any list I've ever done, probably. <laughs> So uh, next was one of our favourite sections, the consultation room. Woo! So yeah, uh, first up was this lad with some just quite stupendously spiked up hair. <laughs> Very nineties. Yeah, it was like um, seeing uh, fucking Paul Phoenix from Tekken. It was like it was like <laughs> a, a solid mountain of hair. He needed help uh, getting past a section in Strider. He was trying to climb up a wall that was closing in on itself. Uh, the games master suggested wall jumping to do that. That seems fair, to be honest. Like, I can understand why you wouldn't get that, because yeah. like, wall jumping now is a fairly natural mechanic in like, traversal, but back then it wasn't really a big thing. So I could see why you wouldn't think of doing a wall jump. So I wasn't really... I, I can understand why this kid was stuck. Is he also the kid that finished this by just going, cheers, mate, bye, really quickly, like he just got some port scratchings from a bar? <laughs> he yelled, cheers, mate, bye. Yeah, he, I liked him. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit familiar with yeah, uh, yeah. Patrick Moore, but I think that's incredibly funny. <laughs> I really That might it. be the first time someone's ever called him mate <laughs> in his life. <laughs> I love it. I, I love that kid. He, he, I'm glad he got what he wanted out of life as well. Yeah, I hope he comes back. He should come back and do a challenge. Yes, that he could do the Strider challenge <laughs> or the not call someone mate challenge. They failed that. Good on him, though. He, he seemed like a good kid. <laughs> So next up, a woman came on. She was asking where to find the secret whistle in Super Mario Bros. 3 that enables you to warp to another level. Games Master seemed weirdly offended that his knowledge was even in doubt here. Just a little too aggressive in his response. That's because he doesn't know. <laughs> he's, he's doubling down. Yeah, he's bluffing. He's like, yeah. Of course I fucking know about <laughs> Super Mario Bros. 3. I talked about him last week. She brushed it off like with a playful shrug. So, you know, she wasn't fussed that this strange demigod slash astronomer Sorry, amateur astronomer was offended. <laughs> I remember this cheat. Um, well, not cheat, but you know what I mean. He's crouching on a white block until you fall behind the scenery and then you run all the way to the end of the level into a secret room. I get that one. That, that's a, significantly better than the uh, Castlevania one from last time. Yeah. It actually, you know, that feels like a fair like cheat, I guess. It was less involved, wasn't it? Like, yeah. it's much simpler and yeah. Yeah, it made sense. Because I think Mario Brothers 3 was the first one where you could duck, so... 
it was something you'd probably be doing just at random anyway, just ducking for the fun of it, because Mario looks funny when he does it, and he just happened. You could easily stumble across that. Yes. Yeah. So now we come to butt plug watch. Yes, we do. Good God, it was there. (laughs) I saw it. I saw it clear as day. Thank you. I feel vindicated. For no earthly reason that a video screen pops up beside Sir Patrick Moore's head <laughs> for 3D rendering of a rotating butt plug. I wasn't wrong, was I? I told you it was You were there. not wrong. I thought you might have been seeing things because I was looking at all these sections up to this point thinking, is he talking about like a bit of the scenery? I don't know what he's on about. Is he just worse than I am? Just broken inside? Well, I thought that as well, but I've never been more happy to see a butt plug in my entire life. And I just, I was so, I was like, it's there. Like you cannot deny there was a spinning butt plug right next to Patrick Moore's face. It's it's there, just poof, right, yeah. And you don't make that shape accidentally. Like, no one just sort of crafted that in a sort of graphics thing. It's like, oh, we need something that looks vaguely video gamey. We'll just have this weird shape floating around. It's clearly designed for a butt. There's no way someone did that by accident. No. Not a fucking chance. That <laughs> someone, maybe Dominic Diamond kicked in the, the room for the like, computer programmers and said, I want a butt plug. <laughs> Or maybe it was Sir Patrick Muru who did it. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. He's dead, so we can't remember you can't defame the dead. So. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Moore loves butt plugs. <laughs> uh, yes. So, yeah, yes, I was shocked and, like, shocking and all things. There was a lot to take on, but I was, I was happy for you, to be honest. Did I say it was a lot to take on just then? Yeah, you did. Fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> Christ, this has gone a long while. So, uh, uh, next up... <laughs> was a kid and he wanted to know how to kill the two guys at the end of Robocop 2 level 2 no no Robocop 1 level 2 at <laughs> the butt plugs had me flustered <laughs> they will do that so this was pretty funny because Games Master points out you aren't supposed to kill the two guys <laughs> one of them's the mayor being held hostage <laughs> yeah this was like Sasha asking for advice playing LA Noir, wasn't it yeah, just, yeah I'll just shoot him in the head <laughs> so no no he's he's someone you're supposed to save Yep. Yeah. This is why you're failing. Like, don't, don't you know when you kill that guy and it says game over? Don't do that. <laughs> he got the solution eventually, like a pretty easy solution if you know you're not supposed to kill both men. <laughs> and the way he says thanks is so so weirdly funny. To me. It's, it's like, all right, thanks. And he's, he's like he's leaning out of this, this shot as well. He's like he's leaving because maybe he's just like he's just fucking fucked off about how many hours he's wasted trying to murder a mayor (laughs) well i mean the thing is is like it's clearly shot against like a crappy green screen or something and i don't think patrick moore is actually there they probably got some sort of like studio hand with the answers on a bit of paper so there's no actual interaction so it just seems so mundane when they get these answers i love it yeah it's my favorite part of the show yeah like i think the second but the the last that was on second she must have had some amateur acting experience because she was trying to like respond yeah, naturally to the banter there just, whereas the like this kid was just like like he needed to go to the toilet or something he was just <laughs> yeah. he was off maybe he was humiliated because the answer was actually quite simple like the other two were kind of appreciative of getting the answer whereas this was a fairly obvious one yeah yeah it was like um i was playing alien isolation on stream the other day and i was trying to find like a code for a door and it turned <laughs> out to be right next to it and i went all over the place and died a bunch of times so if i'd gone on games master yeah. and i was like oh games master is that popular games master <laughs> uh, i need to find this code in alien isolation where is it please and he'd just be like it's, it's right next to it mate like <laughs> oh, i would have been the same i think that would have been my reaction I, I feel like i probably would have been a bit pissed off if that was something that happened to me to be honest Back on butt plug watch, the butt plug <laughs> appeared at the end of this section as well. We got double butt plugs. Yeah, I couldn't stop seeing it at this point. It's like just immediately my eyes went boom, 
butt plug. It's going to ruin the rest of this series for us now. This that butt plug is going to constantly be emerging. You say that. I say improve. Maybe improve. Maybe they get rid of the butt plug in series two. I don't know. But we will Ooh, find out. We get anal beads. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please, fingers crossed. Is that the prediction? We're going to lock that Yeah, in? yeah. That's the sex toy I'm predicting for season two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's official. Anal beads in series two. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh. So yeah, uh, the final challenge was Lemmings. I love Lemmings. Like it's one of my favourite games from that era. This I mean, was a pretty tricky one, to be honest. Like you need to save ninety-one percent of the Lemmings on this level, where every level had like a fire pit, and the only way to drop down is to blow up Lemmings. See, I was I was looking forward to this challenge because yeah, I like Lemmings, and I thought, oh, this is quite a good challenge to do. But then. Patrick Moore ruined it for me. Did you catch what he described them as? Oh, yeah. You you noticed this as well. Oh, yeah. I had to rewind it to make sure he said what I thought he said. Yeah. So, uh, this this is uh, this is worse than any wanking joke possible. Uh-huh. And I don't want to... I don't like saying... I, yeah, I just don't want to say this word, but I'm going to have to just to kind of emphasize how fucking weird this is. Yeah. This happened on a tea time program for kids. <laughs> If if you really don't want to say it, and I don't blame you, you, you could just pop the clip in if you wanted to, like, because it's not nice. Yeah. A race of retarded rodents is depending on you. Uh, I fucking choked on my coffee at that yeah. point. I was like, it's worth remembering that the nineties, like nineties TV in general, indulged in a lot of this horrible stuff. It was a very accepted words, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Just like a lot of bigoted stuff was very normalized at this point in culture. Mm-hmm. I remember early Law and Order episodes had a lot of racism and homophobia. Uh, friends, that chock full of homophobic humor whenever Chandler talks about his father. Yep. This is, it's not excusable. I'm just talking that this is a broader cultural issue and not something exclusive to uh, St. Patrick Moore <laughs> and his feelings I mean, about lemmings. Even in like wrestling in like the late 90s and early noughties, they were using this word. Yeah. Stuff that was targeted for like kids and teenagers and stuff, it really kind of, it polluted a lot of young minds. Mm-hmm. I remember like I, I'd, I'd say stuff like this as a young kid because culturally it just seemed like it was accepted. Yeah, like, it was. To be awful to people. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. We just had it hammered in your head at an impressionable age that it was mm-hmm. okay to say horrible things it's it's a horrible word I, it's one of my least favorite words yeah it's it's, yeah. it's an awful awful thing i cannot believe they got sir patrick moore to say it no me neither and like you think about all the wanking jokes all the butt plugs and this is the thing that caught me off guard the most that i had to be like what and go back and rewatch it and be like yeah they said it they actually scripted that and got him to say it so yeah in the sh- actually and genuinely in the shock of like the game's master dropping a slur on TV. I nearly forgot to look out for the butt plugs, but it managed to slip in there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, Dominic, he asks the audience to give his, the challenger a succulent welcome. <laughs> I did not know welcomes could be succulent. I, I never I want think... a succulent welcome. I, I think I'm in favour of it. I think more things should be succulent. I don't know how you make a welcome succulent, but I want to see people try. <laughs> I don't think the audience did. I think it was just a regular welcome. Oh, you're going to so. be so disappointed next time you come to mine. Jesus. <laughs> it would be a very dry welcome. Uh, I'm fine with dry. It's, it's okay. I'm not going to make a butt plug joke. Nope, nope. Me neither. I had to bite my tongue there. 
<laughs> so yeah, um, they brought out uh, Robert Clark from Leicester, uh, local boy for me because now I live near Leicester. Ah. So, apparently one of the best Lemmings players in the country, but when he was asked how long it took him to complete Lemmings, he said six weeks. <laughs> I feel like either he's lying or Lemmings is a lot harder than I remember. <laughs> And then, then he tripped up walking to the computer chair. Oh, oh, I felt bad for him. I yeah. felt bad. They didn't. They could have cut away from that, but they oh. felt left that in. And it's like, come on, give, give give Robert a chance for fuck's sake. Yeah, he was definitely less confident than the previous two uh, challenges. It was a significant difference. Like he felt, he felt the the nerves. Yeah, maybe he felt because the other two guys were so fucking confident, he just had to lie about being the best Lemmings player in the world, <laughs> the country. It's like, no, kid, kid, you're not. I don't think you are. It's no. okay. Uh, Tom Watson from Rendergate Games was back on commentary. Now, this is a hard game for a crowd to get fired up about. It's not like a sports game or a game where there's a competitive element, but a fair play to the crowd. They did start hooping and hollering every time a lemming dropped down a level. They, they tried. They really tried to make this seem exciting. <laughs> and failed. And they failed, yeah. And Robert, he, he mistimed a blast and lost a couple of lemmings to a fire. And that was a big mistake. And then it, it came down to like, it wasn't going to be a perfect run at this point. It was. It came to, down to how many lemmings he lost. And as it was ticking away, I started to get the sense that he wasn't going to do it. Mm, like 91% yeah. is a pretty high percentage. And he got 87%. He just absolutely fucked it. In the least interesting conclusion to any challenge we've had so far as well, because yeah. he kind of had the level set up to let the lemons run to the finish line and then we just sat there and waited for him to fail it it's it yeah lemmings is one of those games where when when you get it when you get it right you just sat there for like a minute or two waiting for all the lemmings to pass through it's not a quick game i don't think i don't think this version of lemmings had the fast forward function either ah okay Uh, this is our first failed challenge on games master and like i said earlier like no one wants to be the first person to do this. I felt bad for Robert. Like, it all it, went wrong from the very start. If I tripped up, I would have just styled it out and just carried on walking and left the building. <laughs> let him find some other fucker to do it. Like a lemon. <laughs> yeah, the nerves obviously got to him. Yeah. But he, had, he made that one mistake and that was all it took. So yeah. I, I don't know what else he could have done, really. Like, he, he did everything right. He made one mistake and it cost him. Do- Dominic tried to spare his dignity a little bit and asked, was that one of the harder levels? And Robert said, yes, it was one of the harder levels i mean of course he's gonna say that it's entirely possible that wasn't one of the yeah. harder levels <laughs> he needed to say that to spare himself a little bit it's yeah oh, i did i felt bad for him i did was, i did and i wondered what happened to the failures as well like i mean does the games master consume him like is that his meal for the day is it that dominic doesn't make a wanking joke to him because he doesn't either as well so no he doesn't i think he knows to leave this kid alone <laughs> this kid's on the edge yeah <laughs> I think basically you just don't get the golden joystick, which, you know, it's not like you're missing out on a cash prize. You're just missing out on a thing that's probably going to decay after like 20 <laughs> years anyway. They probably gave him the Sega action chair to take home. Oh, no, nobody deserves that. Get this on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off home to Leicester, Robert. <laughs> yeah, failure. That's not me saying that I feel bad for Robert. I just want that on record again. Yeah, I, I, I did feel bad for him. Nobody wants to enter the history books being no. the first person to do something embarrassing. Like... <laughs> dying from getting kicked in the balls or something like that like... <laughs> we've all been robert at some point we've all been there yeah, yeah we've all, we, we we've get all it. fucked up spectacularly <laughs> there's a bit of a downer way to end the episode on though that yeah. I they could have edited it to have like one of the winners at the end i think they should have had the sonic one because that seemed a bit more high stakes that would be good yeah end with the best one of the night i felt it was a bit of a bummer especially coming off sir patrick moore saying that awful thing earlier like the hope there was a 
just a horrible cloud hanging over this entire challenge. <laughs> yeah, it fell off a bit of a fucking cliff at the end, didn't it? Yeah, like a lemming. Hey! That was Games Master Series 1, Episode 2, and I, despite the few weird moments, <laughs> mainly in the at the end... It was another really enjoyable episode, I thought. Oh, yeah, same. I love this show. Like like you said, it was more problematic than last week, which yeah. had a joke about a child direction. And <laughs> I still would have sat there and watched a few more if, if we weren't doing this. I'm going to keep watching them, whether I'm on this show or not, yeah, each fortnight. Uh, yeah. I, I just had such a good time again. Yeah, it's, it's just a really easy show to watch. and yeah. re- Still really interesting. I mean, like, I'm getting a lot of weird hits of nostalgia and things I've never thought about, like in... 20 years or something, maybe 30 years. Yeah, it'll be 30 years now. Fucking hell, I'm old. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just like a really cool look at like history, like especially British gaming culture because Americans won't really have a big thing, affection for the like the Amiga. Like the home computer was more of a European, like UK kind of thing. So we get a lot of cool, like weird oddities on the Amiga and like things like lemmings that didn't really take off anywhere else in the world it's, it's a nice look at the 90s in the uk in general really apart from the horrible attitudes towards like certain words yeah i hope we get less of that i hope there's not so much of that i am i am a bit worried that we'll, we'll pick yeah. up on that if it, if and when it does happen because you know you, you do need to be held accountable for these even if it was of the time and stuff like that it's still okay to be like you know what that was actually really shitty and not okay yeah, that was a shitty thing yeah so but like overall, like I, I enjoy it on two levels. I enjoy it as a kind of nostalgic sort of time capsule kind of thing and looking back. But also it's just a really enjoyable show as well to just sort of yes. kick back and watch. So I, I'm really enjoying this. This is such a good series. And I hope we're doing it justice with these reviews. So that's us for another Games Master Revisited. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're enjoying the show as much as we are enjoying making it. Again, if you have any Games Master memories, especially about this episode or the things that were in it, unless it's a horrible word, please don't say it. Let us know on our social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at one Pod. That's 1-U-P-P-Odd. Unless Twitter has completely collapsed into a black hole by the time we've released this episode. <laughs> You can also find me on Twitter at truly underscore defective. And how can we find you, Chip? I am at the Chip Thompson on Twitter. And if you want to come give me some Games Master challenges on Twitch, that is Chip Thompson's thumbs. Uh, thank you again for joining us. And we'll see you again in two weeks for Games Master Series 1, Episode 3. And in the meantime, don't forget to get a life and look for butt plugs. <laughs> or play video games. <laughs>